Welcome to the Wiggly Podcast. I'm on my own this week and I am in the Wiggly office so that you can overhear anything that's going on. That is the antiquated fax machine coming in. Um, Rachel's in here, Gareth's in here, he's sorting out some orders. The mistress of money is appearing and she has a bad back, so think of Neanderthal man. And uh, that is Tanya currently. <laughs> Sorry, Tanya. Nicole is dealing with orders at the moment and Mrs. Dow is on the telephone apparatus talking to a customer and waving. On this week's show, I can't be bothered to go to Malvern. So I send my minion, Ricardo. <laughs> Only joking. Rachel and I went and set up at Malvern Spring Gardening Show, RHS show now. It's been going for 25 years Numbers were down, 85,000 this year compared to 92,000 last year. The weather was freezing cold, like achingly awful on the Saturday. But what a great show. There was the most wonderful gold-winning garden, and it was made and designed by Mark Everly. And we saw it, Rachel and I, and I thought it was fantastic. Live chickens. I mean, where did they get that idea from? can't think. We're going to go round the garden with Ricardo and Terry, who is the one and only Terry Walton, who's on Jeremy Vine's Radio 2 show every second week. Do you know, we're just so celeb, man. So celeb. The other thing is that we go and meet Jilly P, who runs a website called BritishPlantNurseryGuide.co.uk. A subject very close to our heart because that is all about native plants and British plants and local plants. And the best thing of all is she's got a Morris Traveller and it is in the most beautiful condition. Wiggly Wigglers, once upon a time, went and did their first ever show garden at Malvern. And we put in that garden a clapped out of Vitesse. And if you go to our website, you can actually see that Vitesse. We've got a new homepage, go and have a look and scroll down and go inside Life at Wiggly Wigglers and then scroll down the page, I'm just doing it, and you'll see Mrs. Warhurst's garden. It was called Slip Sliding Away and in there is the Wiggly Garden that we made. And it was, you can download the leaflet and you can see what it looked like. And in that garden was a Triumph Vitesse, a beaten up, Triumph Vitesse with bird feeders in it and what I want to tell you dear listener is that Vitesse has arrived back to the farm it's come back three years after going to the restorers it was supposed to be back for San's wedding and her wedding anniversary is this month (laughs) so I'm hoping that she'll put her bride's frock on and get in it just for show but it's a year late but it is very exciting and it is gorgeous every little thing about it is gorgeous it smells when you open the door creak it smells of wood newness and the 60s it just smells of the 60s think vinyl and you're there and it's back and it's lovely and i can't wait to bloom off in it it came back for a moment and we delivered some flowers in it then it broke and now it's back to pristine condition anyway we're going to talk to jilly p and we've also got bridget strawbridge on the show she's got the big green bus 
and she's the wife of that man with the moustache that does strange things on the television and does a show called It's Not Easy Being Green. And she is his wife, and she's... Oh, I think actually ex-wife. Anyway, it doesn't matter. She's got the big green bus, and she goes around talking about being green. But first of all, let's have a Monty cast. A weekly fact on wiggliness before we go with Ricardo to Malvern Spring Gardening Show with the RHS. The Monty Cast, a weekly fact on wiggliness. Moths use their long tongues to sip the nectar in the base of the flower tubes of honeysuckle. Another Monty Cast next week. Thank you, Monty. I think you need to know a little bit more about Malvern. It's right on the border. It's in Worcestershire, I suppose. But lots of things have happened in Malvern over the years. For example, Sir Edward Elgar, composer of all sorts of things, including Land of Hope and Glory. And um, what's that other really famous one, Michael? The Enigma Variations. He lived much of his life in and around Malvern, and he's buried in Little Malvern Cemetery. It's worth a trip, really. And you can go up on the Malvern Hills and imagine him composing his pieces. Anyway, first off, let's go and meet Jilly P with Ricardo on a very cold day at Malvern Spring Gardening Show. This is by far the coldest Malvern I've ever experienced. Um, but I had a rather pleasant chat with Jill the other day, who uh, invited me to come over for, to do a little podcast recording. Jill, who has met our Heather previously at a, a Woman in a Rural Enterprise gig some years ago. Jill is flying the flag for, for what's called the British Plant Nursery Guide. So uh, perhaps I, I could get to you guys to introduce yourselves because your long-suffering husband is stood right next to you. has absolutely nothing to do with this, really, but it's been roped in on, a, on a, what is essentially a February day in, in May. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, I've really sort of given Jill a hand and sort of because it's been very, very busy in the last few days despite the weather. So I'm here sort of to demonstrate the website while Jill talks about the various features of it to people over by our classic Morris Traveller car. There so, is a, a beautiful... Beautiful, uh, yeah, Morris Traveller. That's right. Sort of ensconced in, the, in this kind of central area, and we're, we're kind of just uh, at the top of the Malvern Spring Show in the Eco Home and Garden section. What's the idea then? I mean, you've got this fabulous little mm-hmm. setup. Yeah. yeah. I think you've probably got genuine reasons for doing mm-hmm. what, you, what you're doing. So, yeah. to explain to us okay. for why. Right, okay. Well, I'm a keen gardener, and I've always liked to support my local businesses and local nurseries. And I used to find that even other students on my gardening courses weren't actually that aware of the nurseries that were available okay and so i rather than rant to them a bit i thought well let's make a website and get more people to be aware of where the nurseries are and how they can support them sounds very good and and what's interest like i mean have you got Mm -hmm. quite a lot of people there jumping on board yes we have we've only been going a few months and we've had an awful lot of interest from nurseries but also from the public the public are really really keen to support the growers and they do find that perhaps they like something a bit unusual a bit different and they like to meet the growers and they get extra information and advice expert advice from a proper nursery as opposed to other alternatives okay yes (laughs) yes mentioning no names of course but i mean why do growers need this level of support 
Well, I think a lot of them are very busy growing and they're not always terribly good at promoting themselves. So that's one of the reasons that right. we set up the website. So the website's really about creating a, a one place where people can access lots of nurseries okay. from all over the country okay. and we're just developing the, the the members then as we uh, keep going and we have so a lot of interest from the media yeah. the public what's the distinction between a nursery and a garden center right well a bit of a generalization but on the whole garden center perhaps will buy in plants from other places yeah and not necessarily grown there the staff may not have had any formal horticultural training or background in it because they haven't been involved with growing the plants so their knowledge is perhaps not as great as a nursery (laughs) and um, also quite a lot of garden centres these days have a lot of other retail areas which the plants are are not the focus and what we try to do is a a proper nursery would be someone with it they grow the plants the plants are the heart of the business and the the people who grow them obviously have their expertise and then they can share that expertise with their customers so they make sure their customers get the best plants for their garden and their situation absolutely that that makes perfect sense and of course the the reality is that people that set up nurseries and work on nurseries Mm. and and endure the bitterly cold winters Mm. for instance that we've just had do so because they are essentially very passionate about what they're doing and that will of course reflect in the product that they supply yeah so the reality of being able to set up a website that people can access and identify what they can get from where yep. and see you know, their, their kind of local nurseries because of course a lot of these little nurseries are ensconced in the deepest darkest kind of <laughs> tracts right. of countryside yes. so uh, so off, off the main drag often yeah. and so it's a really useful tool I suppose well yes and that's one of the reasons why we've set up a thing called Jolly Jaunts which is a sort of a day out which includes visits to nurseries and other places of interest okay. and the mascot for Jolly Jaunts is our Morris Minor Traveller right. and it's just an interesting way to draw people in and so when we do a show we now have a Morris Traveller on our stand and people come and speak to us because they talk about the car and they reminisce about when they used to have a Morris Traveller and then we can talk to them about what that means and how that links to the website and we've had a huge amount of interest from just the Jolly Jaunt side not only from the public but people like gardening groups, WI groups who like to go on tours and days out and it just seems to have caught an awful lot of interest from everybody that we've talked to really. Right brilliant well it's been lovely to speak okay. to you both and you. Uh, i'll leave you now uh, shivering away but at least you're in, under some cover here that's right not, yes. you know yeah, you're out of like some of the stalls outside in the, in the elements so no. we're nice and dry in here yes it's we, we've uh, we've got loads of clothes on so we've sort of uh, came <laughs> prepared um but we uh, we hope that we'll have a bit of sunshine later on maybe fingers crossed yeah okay that's okay. nice to speak see to you both you. thank you cheers thank you very much the other thing about malvern is malvern water it was a spa town in the Victorian times and Malvern water has become very, very famous. It's delicious, but now, sadly, it's been bought by Coca-Cola. You make your own judgment, up to you, but I'm sticking to Celtic water. Here we go. Here is Bridget Strawbridge with Ricardo. It's still cold. Well, it's a long time since I've been sat on a double-decker bus and I'm sat opposite none other than the lovely Bridget Strawbridge who some of you guys will well remember from a couple of years ago when I talked to Bridget at the Malvern Spring Show and we talked about exactly what we're sitting in now. 
I know, actually, what I was talking about then was the Big Green Idea, the charity that I run. That's but right. it was, I think it was more conceptual <laughs> then because I had probably got my double-decker bus, which we're sitting on now, yep. and started refitting it. But I hadn't actually started taking it out to, to venues. And, and since then... The bus is fitted, obviously, because I'm Yeah, and it's it. quite spectacular in here. It's, it's lovely, we kind of gaze it? around, and we're sat down. It's the first time well, I've been sat down all day, and it's a comfy seat to sit in. So and that's, it's that's covered that's in kind hemp. Nice this is hemp you're sitting on. It hemp is canvas. hemp. It's yeah. very soft, easy on the eye as well, and obviously a natural product. Yeah, very durable. Brilliant, brilliant crop. Everybody should be growing hemp. Is it? Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> is it yeah. easy grow to grow? Is it, I mean, I'm sometimes folks, folks, you know, they ring up and they wonder why they've got cannabis plants growing around their bird tables, because it's not cannabis, it's kind of hemp, which is same sort of family but it doesn't smoke as well that's a sure fact but, it, but equally you've de you've kitted this bus out yeah. with all sorts of natural products yeah it's very well done i should say uh, there's a, a mix of information really i mean there's a there's a kind of world of, of interpretation on the walls and in the bookcases and things like that and what's, what's the general idea of it you've, you've reversed this into the Mulvern showground yeah and you've spoken to hundreds of people thousands of people thousands of people to, yeah. over the last few days but what's the, what's the main idea Basically, behind this well it's, it's all about being green obviously with a big green bus and the charity being the big green idea what we want to do is try and show people that green is easy it's not frightening we don't judge people we, we try to show people quick easy exciting healthy inexpensive things they can do and, and this is why we've got all of this different sort of stuff all over the bus that corner down there can you see the background yep. that is cork oak bark that's to Gorgeous. show people what the cork looked like when it comes from the, from the tree. And then we talk about biodiversity. Right. This is an old... Can you tell this yeah, is a Yeah, it's board. a fantastic long board. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's brilliant. Gorgeous. This is just so recycling. At the end there, we've got loads of different products, things like bicarbon vinegar and soap nuts, just to show people alternative ways to do their washing and just to get rid of the chemicals that are underneath their sink. This area is all about food. Okay. So we talk about fair trade, soil association, freedom foods. This is like a little library here. And the idea here is... And you, I don't know if you just saw those people who've just left the bus. They were looking at books. Yes. And then they write down. They think, oh, this is a good book. I might go and get this. Right, so right. So people sit on the seats and, and have a look at the books. Okay. This is energy, water saving. Outside, we've got the window boxes behind you. This is, this is the right. biggest uh, And I like the window boxes. Yeah. And of course, they're made of oak, you know. And oak they'll last waning a forever. long, long time. Yeah, yeah. Possibly forever. Yeah, they'll see us out, I think. Definitely. Oh, they will. They'll see yeah. me out. Yeah. And they're full. These are actually full of bee-attracting plants because we do we do talks on the the top deck and the talk the thing that I do the thing I'm most passionate about actually obsessed about is bee oh you didn't come to my bee talk I didn't come to your bee talk every time I kind of thought about it I was kind of inundated oh you missed it so I kind of missed that but well that's this is just to show people just silly things like most of these flowers are blue and and if you're wanting just think where do I start with flowers for bee plant something blue because bees love blue they do yeah they do they love it they do love blue and I equally love blue so that's a perfectly reasonable colour in the garden, fabulous. And and have you have your talks been well well uh, participated? Is that the right? Is that the right? Yeah, we've <laughs> well participated. Well, participated. Well attended. Yeah, attended. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We can seat, I think, at a squeeze, probably around thirty people maximum right. upstairs. So okay. we have had sort of between twenty and thirty for most of the talks. Squashed in there. Squashed yeah. in there. Yeah. And we've run the bee talk every day, and then my son James has run a talk on sustainable or self-sufficiency in the 21st century right right and then we've had this you see the book here yes we're sitting rachel's just left rachel corby wrote this book the medicine garden which is utterly incredible it's it's all about plants not just herbs but all the plants that you can use for medicinal uses right and she kind of she she does it in a permaculture 
sort of away and show so you start with what grows in your back doorstep then on your lawn then your borders right, then right. the hedge then the meadows and the rivers and the moorlands and the mountains so, so it's this, a, so, uh, a journey yeah that's, that's a whole bus really and everything within it is a kind a of, of holistic look at self-sufficiency uh, in, in a nutshell self-reliance you yes, know and, yes. uh, and a kind of easy on the planet Green, living ethical and ecologically sound living so because yeah. they're all they all come under the uh, one big umbrella they do they do you know, rather than just in green is not I said this a couple of years ago is it's not just about I don't know wind turbines solar panels and organic boxes it's about so much more it's about everything between and either side and it's also it's not just for hippies and it's not just for middle-class people right. it's for people in between okay. and either side and that's what this bus the, the whole point of this bus is it doesn't look corporate and it doesn't look like no, the hippies it doesn't have come look corporate. It doesn't look corporate, <laughs> but it doesn't look like the hippies have come to town no, either, does no, it? Not at all, no, no, it's a really good mix. You've got, a, you've got the balance just about right, I think. And so far as talks and comfort go, the acoustics in here are fabulous, and I'd be perfectly happy to spend the night on this bus. <laughs> well, our driver did last night and the night before. And we've had, you can see outside, we've got a team of part paid staff and part volunteers. We've got people who have come up from all over the place to help us. Right. And we this have just been yeah. non-stop all day. Right. And, and it's been buzzing. You see the smoothie maker. The smoothie maker's been a great hit yeah, with children. Yeah, yeah. A whole load of stuff going on over there. So, so what, so what next? Where, where's, where are you off to now? In the, in the, uh, After, where's, this, where's this mean machine off to uh, next? Next thing, we've got a couple. I mean, I'm nowhere for the next few days. We're exhausted. Yeah, but yeah. We've, we struggle sometimes getting bookings because we have to. We have no funding okay. for the charity, so we have to charge right. people for the bookings, or right. we have to find sponsors. How do people book um, you? What's people the, what's book the, what's us um, bookings at thebiggreenidea.org. Okay. So that's out. Then they'll speak to Claire, um, right. who will sort of talk to them about what we can do and, and what we have to charge. Okay. But we do look to see if we can get sponsors. We've got we've been sponsored by Walida and Natricare to come to the three counties so that's why okay. we've been able to do the spring show which is really, really nice right. uh, we've got an event coming up in Bristol on the 26th of May I think that's a school event okay. and we've also got is uh, that an open event the one it's on the 26th not, that's of not May? an open right, one right, but okay. there is an open one in Coventry towards the end of June which we'll put details about on in the our website, website. Right. and that's a healthy fun day Okay. On a Saturday right, in Coventry, right. okay. attached to a school, but it's all part of a big healthy fun day. So we'll probably so, be focusing on food and growing and smoothie maker related things there. Fantastic. Just basically things that people can do without it breaking the bank. Yeah. Wonderful. Brilliant. It's lovely to talk to you. Oh, it's nice to talk to you again as well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I love this garden, Ricardo, that you're just about to go around with Terry. I loved it because of those chickens. He's got the same chickens as me, you know. And unfortunately, Kellogg's is under severe threat now. If this was only the television, my foot has been spagged to blood by Kellogg's. I took him a salad and I was going to let him out, Norm, and he came at me. He fluffed up his feathers, right, and he put his spur into my foot, stabbed it and brought a blood pouring out. Not surprisingly, I then kicked him up his own backside back into his cage and he's not been out since. And I'm thinking that he will make a very good drumstick. And for those of you that think that that's wrong, you come and try having your foot spagged by him because it's a bad thing. Anyway, Mulvern. What about manufacturing? If you're not sure what Mulvern does, it does. Morgan Cars. The waiting list is still enormous. I think it's like three years to get a Morgan car. They're hand-built, they're lovely, and they started off where Pizza Express is in Monmouth. That's where their, their first workshop was, and their steering wheels are on the wall. Anyway, enough of that. You need to go with Ricardo and Terry 
around Mark Everly's garden. It was a cottage-style garden and it's designed to promote the allotment project that's currently being organised by Birmingham and Solihull Mental Health NHS Foundation Trust. The productive elements of the garden include the veggie patch, the chickens that lived in the reclaimed chicken house, and it's balanced by a pretty border and a naturalistic area at the back. Clients of the trust have grown the veggies and made the tiles on the path by hand. They've been involved in the garden from the initial concept through to its completion. Isn't that nice? And would you have found that out if I'd have left this show to Ricardo? No, you would not. Not a hope. Well, we're at the Melbourne Show on a much, much better day than it has been. The last three days have been miserable, but today is warm and it's just kind of a relaxing afternoon, really. And we've we've wandered over to a garden that is incredibly peaceful and it's won a, won a gold award. And, and when you look at it, it would appear that its simplicity perhaps was was undeserving of a, of a gold award. But I mean, what do you think, Terry? I think this 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 takes me back to my youth. This was the sort of garden when I was a young lad. That one side of the garden were the chickens, the other side of the garden were the veg, a natural hedge of beech, which is on which is a fantastic plant because it, it in the summer months the leaves are so tender. It goes off in the winter and the leaves cling vigorously to this plant right before the winter. It's a nice brown, and then when the new season starts, they come out again. But along here we have the good old-fashioned scarecrow. Tell you what, that jacket's better it's a good than the one. Scarecrow, isn't it? That jacket is better than the one I wear out in the evenings. I don't mind shopping for that. I can, I can vouch for that. But along, <laughs> <laughs> but along here, then they've got the potatoes, they've got the radish, they've got the carrots, they've got the beetroot, they've got some uh, salad leaf lettuce there, a few broad beans, a couple of fruit bushes at the front yeah, end. Of yeah, and so we kind of you know, so few, got few nasturtium just kind of trailing out from underneath the goosegogs. Yeah, to break that up, and in the in the background, then they have the sweet peas. So you can have the wonderful colours and the vibrant colours of the sweet peas. Yeah. With the fragrance that makes the garden a scented garden, a sensory garden. Yeah, yeah. And it's looking really well. And it, it, is, it is looking, and there's a real absence of gopping, tannalised wood. You know, you've right. got all these uh, little old split, well, uh, possibly not chestnut palings, but palings of sorts. But equally, you know, they are they are rustic. They're natural. There's some timbers here from uh, from well old structural beams yes. that still have the the nails in there that will have a whole lath to them at one I stage. Think a few, at one stage, a few woodworm must have found a hole. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm no jelly, but the other beauty of this, you see, and one of the joys of gardening is controlling the pests such as slugs. Now you can come out here in the evening, and any slugs bothering you, you can quickly toss from one side of the path to the other. Yeah. And you've got these chickens there now. We're going to devour those. And they are fabulous looking birds, aren't they? So they're not bothered by the crowds or the attention they get. They're going to keep the pests at bay from this side, and at the same time, they're going to make some big eggs. They're going to make some big birds that can lay some big eggs. So you've got a natural slug predator on one side of the garden and a perfect garden on the other side and then you've got the byproduct of this wonderful chicken manure when dried and weathered nettles that will then be you know dried out it's a fantastic source of nitrogen it's a fantastic soil improver so the stuff is moving the slugs the leaves will move from there to that side the chickens will feed on them they'll give you you give you breakfast in the morning they then you can move that, that manure from there back to the vegetable plot so you've got this self sustaining garden but for in 
could run for perpetuity. Easy for you. So you've got a gun which will run forever. That's an easy word. At the end of a show on a Sunday afternoon, after all these sessions, there'll be some of these big words in the mouth and no longer function, actually. This really is good. And the background as well, you've got the flowering currant bushes and some natural plants going there. Some you would see in an ordinary border, some scabious, a few aquilegias. Some honesty down in the bottom there. And some more forget-me-nots. Yes. Yeah, so a few upside I mean, daisies. So everything there yeah, is, is sort of bits and bobs, really. It's everything there which would appear naturally if you if you if you had to create something from natural thing without any work, they would appear in your garden given time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's a wonderful thing because it, this the space we're looking at now has won a, won a gold award. I'm not entirely sure why, but this is something that could easily be replicated in uh, in somebody else's garden. I mean, I, as I gaze over there at the bottom of the little beachhead that uh, kind of encompasses the garden, there's some garlic mustard growing. You see that tall garlic mustard oh, yes, they yes. put in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's something that you, of course, you'll see in, in at the bottom of practically every hedgerow in Herefordshire. Yeah, and yep. it is beautiful. It's gorgeous. You know, those, those, those delicate little white heads. Uh, it's something to behold at this time of year. But again, you see, there's a lot of words about what are weeds and what are not weeds. I mean, Subjective, a weed, really, isn't a it? A weed is a place. Is a plant which grows in the wrong place. I mean, they would, by many people, be classified as weed over there. Yeah. But what a, yeah. what a beautiful effect. I mean, the nature has got a wonderful colours of its own. I mean, there's, there's nothing more pleasant than when you drive along the road as it was two weeks ago with the masses of yellow the dandelions yeah, and the verges yeah. you know, and there's nothing more striking and vibrant than those plants that's, that's right. a, but to the majority of gardeners they don't want them in their garden and that's a weed but to the road's edge and the curb that's a fantastic break up and a fantastic plant to have it growing is, there it is uh, it's certainly everything in its place but of course those, those species are so important as a provider of early pollen and nectar for inverts you know and, and we kind of miss that point and without them you know our, our spaces are, are deprived you know, they're impoverished because they're all those inverts that they they could provide food for might not be around if they're removed or pruned or cut, you know, to the extent that they they seem to be. Well, this is a, a, a reversion back in all aspects to gardening as it was 50 years ago, and when wildlife thrived because every grew naturally and things were not contrived and nothing was in straight rows and nothing was sort of wiped out everything just grew as it should do and the old cottage garden was the absolute haven for, for all these nectar seeking insects because there was flowers majority of the year round and they were easily accessible to these in these these complicated hybrids and these f1s very difficult for the insects to sort of pollinate them they look oh, wonderful but they haven't got the same effect have they and the aromas no. are gone as well indeed yeah. uh, so on that note i think we'll leave this beautiful garden and, and uh, a wonderful off into the sunset for another Morven Spring show. So, so we're not going to join the four o'clock scrum now when the bell rings and these tents will be transformed from a vibrant area of flowers <laughs> to an empty desolate place no, and there will be masses of mobile forests <laughs> moving out to the cars and you, you, of, yeah. you can you can pick out every visitor to the Malvin show on the, on, the, on the road this evening with a large tree appearing from the back window Locusts with credit cards uh, Locusts with credit cards yes that's right <laughs> but I want a wonderful little feature there they're not, they're not, wonderful huge radish at the pole of that scarecrow there's a chunk of a radish yeah it's a hell of a radish it it? it's almost yeah. like a small turnip isn't it, <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah that's been that's been I've been inclined fed, to, I feel yeah. I've been inclined to pull that and bite it and get this burny taste in your mouth yeah, yeah. fantastic fantastic well as you say we, we now must leave this Malvern on what has been a reasonable day the crowds are now beginning to dwindle they're all gathering in the floral marquee and we'll wait for the scrum it's goodbye from me <laughs> it's good <laughs> for me. <laughs>
I'm glad it warmed up for Terry and Ricardo. I don't think they could have stuck much more of that temperature. Anyway, for those of you that came to see us at the show, thank you very much indeed. Ricardo had a lovely time, as usual. Goodness knows if he sold anything. Complete irrelevance to him. The mistress of money will find out all that detail. But if you want to come and see us, we're at Hay Festival in a couple of weeks' time, the 27th of May to the 6th of June. Rach has been up there sorting out the garden, so have I. We're planting up the veggie patch this week. Well, there's all sorts on there, all sorts, so come along. Come along and have a look at our new website. We've got some lovely new features on it. It's gorgeous. And if you could possibly pop to iTunes and give us a review, that would be great. Nicole has pulled our latest winner out of the hat for reviewing products on the website, and I'm pleased to announce that the winner is... Think Simon Cowell. I've got to keep you hanging on for this. The winner is Sue P with a five-star review of wild marjoram. She says, love this plant, can't stop buying it. Well done, Sue. I have it everywhere and the bees love the flowers. It smells wonderful when the sun is on it and it does incredibly well in our heavy clay soil, overwintering perfectly even during the long, hard winter of 910. There we are. Thank you very much. Sue's won a £50 Wiggly voucher. If you'd like to win one, all you need to do is go to the website, put a review on any product that you've purchased every month out of the hat. Miss Nicole picks the winner. It's done completely fairly. It's nothing to do with me. Every month she picks a winner. And it doesn't matter if the review is bad or good. Obviously, if I was involved, <laughs> I'd only pick good ones. But Miss Nicole is in charge of that piece of the website. So put a review up and that would be just a jolly job. And from my point of view, if you could possibly put one up for something we haven't got a review for, it would be even better. Because then when people come, they know what you think. And I like that idea. <sighs> More from me next week. Next week on the show, we have Farmer Phil. He's talking hedgehogs. If you want to listen to Ricardo's own podcast, if you go to Tales from the Hill on iTunes, you'll find him there. And, of course, he's up to no good with Terry every month on iTunes. Just search for Tales from Terry's Allotment. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you need more from us, you can email me, heather at wigglywigglers.co.uk, or follow us on Twitter, Wiggled, or Farmer Phil is Farmer Phil without an E. Bye from me.